Hey. Hey. hey, welcome to channel14.com's Bodega Nights. 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 I'm Jao. This is Norm. I'm Dave. And this is really cool because I get to talk about stuff that I don't normally get to talk about on regular <laughs> like Channel 14 podcasts. Uh, yeah, because we talk about the news on the Sunstar podcast. Um, we talk about Linux on the Linux podcast. Right. And when I happen to be on the gaming podcast, it's games. games. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh. Uh, yeah, nice. so like tonight, man, we're going to be talking about two things that I am like, th- that I'm extremely passionate about and that David here is extremely passionate about and Norm here is moderately passionate about. Yeah. <laughs> moderately passionate about a lot of things. We're going to be talking about sleight of hand and we're going to be talking about comic books. All right, just for your information, sleight of hand is, uh, close up magic. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, fine. Well, not exactly. Well, we, we can talk about like the stage up. stuff, dude. Like, you know, the, um, Ah, so we're even gonna go to the the. I don't want you anywhere near me, so I can be able to do a lot of crazy things, <laughs> like the whole Magic. David Copperfield thing. Oh, <laughs> oh so, but there's gonna be a lot of hating if we go to that point. Yeah, hey, man. You <laughs> can also hey, man, talk about that is good. That, uh, Magic movie. Have you guys seen it? Uh, now you see me. No, no. I've, I've seen the um. That, 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 I've I've seen that movie with Wolverine in it. Ah, the illusion. Ah, ah, now you see me. Ah, no, 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 no. That's um. The Prestige. Yeah, yeah the, prestige. the Prestige. But now you see me, is also awesome, dude. I haven't seen it. <laughs> oh, yeah. We'll, have, we'll, have we'll see it at some point. Right. We'll talk about it. Don't worry. Later. But, yeah. So, Tonight. yeah. What's it about? <laughs> well, uh, Let's spoil it. <laughs> now you see me is pretty much, uh, well, a group of, a group of people who were able to do... Magicians. Incred- yeah. Incredible <laughs> stage magic that defies logic. And, uh, like all good stage magic. Except for, except for one, <laughs> except for one thing. They do it at the expense of others to a major degree. Not just a minor well, degree, a major, major degree. Well, um, oh, by know. the way, we're going to be spoiling a lot of movies. Yes, we will. Yeah. Because I'm going to spoil alert. the prestige now. Sort of in the, in, in the way that, like, in the prestige, the guy's twin brother was pretty much, like, trapped forever. Yeah. Yeah. He's trapped living his other brother's life. No, no, no. He died. I, he, no, basically, the twin brother, the one who actually, the one who's still alive, who's still alive. Yeah. Uh, he's the one who has, who really has a son. Oh, he's actually the family man. He's actually the family man. Yeah. Right. All right. Uh, while the one who died was the, oh, he was the planner. He's the one who actually had the brains to plan things. But he was, but the one who lived is the one who actually makes the magic tricks. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So the one who's still alive is the one with a wife who committed suicide. Right, right. And whose child this is. Mm, I forgot yeah. that his wife committed suicide. That's horrible. Yeah, that's horrible. Uh, we don't condone suicide <laughs> of any form and shape. <laughs> Yeah, we totally don't condone suicide in any form. Nor do we condone the use of twins or stooges. In magic tricks. I, there might be one. However, <laughs> does, that, does that cover political suicide? <laughs> but yeah, back to the movie at yeah. hand. Well, uh, back to the movie. So basically, it's it covers pretty much only three major tricks. Okay. All right, three major uh, stage tricks. And... Uh, each of them was actually, in the end, part of a gigantic revenge plot by one of the char- by one of the characters who is not actually one of those four magicians in question. Okay, what were the, what were the tricks like? All right, the first, uh, the first. Uh, wait, actually, wait, wait, are we still on? On yeah, prestige? Now, now you see me. Oh, oh, all right. I thought we were still on prestige. Oh no. Anyway, <laughs> in um, uh, a little background for everybody. Um, since we already started with the spoilers, um, now you see me. <laughs> is a movie about four. Different stage magicians. Actually, they're not all stage magicians. Um, but they all use the stage, but they're not using the same type of magic. One is one is uh, more used as a close-up artist. The other one is a uh, escape artist. Uh, escape artist slash mm-hmm. uh, 
spectacle. Yeah, she's one. She's basically one of those former like Houdini. No, like Houdini. Uh, type stuff. Yeah, but yeah, she's yeah. she was a former beautiful assistant who who became a actual escape artist. Okay. And then the third one is a mentalist uh-huh. who's really really good at hypnotism. Okay. And the last one is a is a thief magician. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. stealing stuff. So all right. Um, so these four magicians were from are from different backgrounds, although there's some connection to a couple of them. Uh, and what happened was they were brought together by this secret group or society called the Eye. Supposedly, mm. if you're one of the best magicians, you get to be able to enter the Eye, yeah. where all the magic secrets of the world are placed in. Yeah, but let's not spoil too much of the movie. Yeah. Anyway, okay. uh, so they had to prove themselves by following these set of rules, yeah, and, yeah. which is basically one gigantic show, which involves three minor shows. Mm. So the first show was showcased. It was funded by a man, and uh, it was awesome. Okay. But funded by a man. It was uh, awesome. Again, you told me not to spoil everything. I by could a say person. That, yeah. <laughs> All right. The minor details. <laughs> and uh, apparently, the show ended up with uh, this guy going to a bank uh, via a magical transportation teleportation helmet. And right. It's a. Uh, it's. To clear the details of it, it's a combination magic heist movie. Oh, that's so yeah. badass, dude. Yeah. Yeah. And in the end, that first trick cost how many millions of... Yeah, basically, their do- magic trick involves around um, stealing $3 million. So it's... No, it's the first one. Yeah, the yeah. first one, yeah. Right, they so move the second <clears throat> and third ones to imagination and people to watch. Yeah. Yeah, right. So, so, so um, th- this is a... But then you've already seen the movie. Like, if we, if we do this with other magicians, that'd be cool. Like, what would you do with a mentalist, an escape artist, a close-up magician, and uh, what was the, the, the fourth thief one? Thief magician? But yeah, thief, thief magician. magician. Like, what would you do with that? Like, if what I, could you get away with? With that, a lot of things. Just I mean, a mentalist alone. Basically, <laughs> yeah, I mean, right. basically, just to show, just to give a little extra spoiler, the first time the mentalist was shown, he hypnotized somebody's wife and into a state where she could forget things uh-huh. and she got the guy and she found out that via mentalism again that the guy was actually cheating on his wife Where's and extorted and extorted money from him oh <laughs> do you want to make this go away <laughs> or it's easy just pay me <laughs> god you remember dude. nothing uh, <laughs> mentalism mentalism so bad at mentalism oh believe me a lot of us are i mean we we are, we we are quite competent if we have to if i do say so myself when it comes to magic however uh there are very few really good mentalists at the same time it's sort of a risky art i've talked to one of the best i know a shout out to greg Pimentel. um he's one of the best mentalists i know here in the philippines if not the best yes i am praising him he <laughs> is uh He's well known to be able to find things, even find things about your psyche that you're not supposed to. He's that yeah, good yeah. at forcing things out of you. Because like there, there are two types of mentalism, right? Like there's the pure psychology mentalism, which mm. I'm really bad at. <laughs> like, like being able to pick up on subtle hints and yeah. being Facial able to get changes, somebody. Yeah. Like, like, like if you could, if you could see us now, like the 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 whole seven of diamonds thing, right? Like, yes. like that's that I'm really bad at. Yeah, but like the. The quote-unquote mentalism that involves, yeah, the like, sleight of hand, like like sleight of hand mentalism. That's really bad. Yeah. Like that's really, yeah, what we can do because that basically make it's 
I would have to say it's a bit more like pseudo mentalism because we make it look like we're doing incredible stuff with our minds when in actuality it's just how fast like our hands it's just are. pure sleight of yeah. hand right uh, <laughs> well the thing is I learned that mentalism requires a lot of things I'm pretty sure you know this too which is uh, reading uh, again re- in terms of reading other people it's us- the usage of uh, micro expressions, body language, all these you have to actually study to be able to be really, really good. And it's, <laughs> and it's frustrating. Because <laughs> even the slightest mistake, you just think that you say, uh, you think that they acted this way, I think that they, they're acting this way, can lead to a very, very disastrous result. Because, yeah, mentalism basically requires you to be, to act like you know everything. So, like, uh, what do you think we can do with all these? I mean, we can see like mentalism alone, you can do so much and you can mess up so easily. But the thing about mentalism, like my, my theory of mentalism is it's the art of finding an out, right? Because like, because like not everything is going to hit when you talk about mentalism. So you always have to have like a plan B. Yeah. So basically it's digging your own grave and then finding a way to put somebody else in that grave. So the deeper it is, the harder for you to get out. Yeah, right. it's, it's like um, it's like the invisible deck, right? The invisible deck is like the <laughs> ultimate out. Yeah, <laughs> like you screw up anything. Oh, but the invisible deck. <laughs> um, yeah, like even with mentalism, I would think that if you're doing some sort of um, if you're doing some sort of like mentalism effect involving a deck of cards mm. and you screw up, you just pull out the invisible deck and you're clean. Well, there's another way because now that now that you mentioned, I think that would be easier to say that mentalism's out is sleight of hand magic. Oh, if you if you mess up at mentalism, you your out is always going back to the basics or at least to something that is just as impressive but not as complicated. Yeah, yeah, I, I can see that. I can totally see that. Yeah. So yeah. So I guess that's just me talking as a as a sleight of hand magician, right? Yeah, like. I don't know because that's that's always my point of reference. It's always well yeah, again to think men- of it as an out. Mentalism is uh, another branch. We don't necessarily just because we're sleight of hand magic doesn't mean we have to like say we need to know every branch of sleight of hand. I mean, <laughs> I can tell you. Uh, I remember when I first got when I first went to UAAP, UANP, and uh, you didn't know anything. And now I can honestly say without a shadow of doubt, you're way better than I am. Yeah, well, you know, whatever. Uh, <laughs> humble, <laughs> a humble rat. Humility. Well, not <laughs> that's not becoming of you, sir. <laughs> yeah, you know, like outs. That well, that's that's something that um, every magician should have, right? Like yes. a brilliant out. And um, I'm pretty sure we all have our outs. Yeah. Oh, I, I should. I'm gonna. I, I'll show this to you later. Mm. Like y- y- uh, the classic force. Right? Yes. Right. Um, like how how good are you with the classic force? How often do you hit it? Here's the thing. I after on a couple of mistakes, I started using other versions of the force instead okay. of the classic force. Right. Uh, um, I, I was able to find like an out for the classic force. Like if you miss, really? Yeah. <laughs> well, I need to see that one because I never use the classic force because it's too risky for me. Yeah. If you miss it, um, I I, I found an out. <laughs> all right. All right. Oh, my God, sleight of hand. How did you get into it? By the way? how did you get into sleight of hand? Dude? Like, well, I have to blame. Fiel for that. Fiel is my best friend in high school and, uh, pretty much he's become more of like a brother to me after all these years. Uh, well, Fiel was, we were in second year high school. I was the guinea pig. Oh, so it's like, 
Here, pick a card. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, he was practicing uh, how to do magic. Uh, Side of my magic course, he made so many mistakes. Uh, <laughs> so I, he like figured it out. Yeah. So like, oh, I, when I it reached third year, uh, I kind of said, "Hey, why can't I do this myself?" So I went. I went to Side of Hand Magic at third year high school, mm-hmm. and uh, it's been a really fun road. After that, uh, although I would have to say there are some times when you get annoyed, especially with the people who heckle a lot. Oh, dude! I, um, when you, when when you have um, when you have a heckler, mm. uh, my favorite thing to do is just have the person pick a card, control, and just pull it out of my um, like like pull it out of my pants, <laughs> out of his zipper, ladies yeah, and dude, gentlemen. Like 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 unzip, pull it out, and if I'm feeling really like if I'm if if, if I'm feeling really nasty, the heckler is particularly nasty. Um, the card is a little bit wet when I hand it to them. <laughs> Nasty. Yeah, that stops them from coming anywhere near you, man. <laughs> it's like, oh yeah, oh, heckle, 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 oh, heckle, heckle. Here's something yeah, disgusting. Just just, 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 just think of any old card. Oh, really? It's in my pants. Ha Here, you can take it's it. It's in my underwear. <laughs> I apologize for its state. <laughs> But, you it's kind of sticky. You know? <laughs> that's what happens when people make me nervous. Jao, <laughs> Pater. Exactly. <laughs> Thank you, Norm. Actually, Norm. Like, like of all of the magicians in the group, like Norm has the best patter, I think. Yeah. I got the worst patter, man. <laughs> hey, dude, first of all, uh, besides the patter, you're pretty much... You pioneered a number of moves that I kind of teach up to now. So... You can't stumbled onto it more like. But what do you mean, like, like, like the way he does the Erdnez like, yeah. color change? Yeah, that that's the one I actually teach and works so well. And uh, a lot of magicians have done it too. They can't catch it unless I tell them to how oh. it works. But then every like every magician worth his salt knows what an Erdnez change looks like. Definitely, but the way uh, it's shown, the way at least the way Norm does it, it makes it look like you're doing something. At the same time, you also prove that you're doing nothing. But you're also doing something. Oh, okay, okay, okay. So it's like um, nothing up my sleeves. Like, yeah. yeah. Like that sort of thing. Mm. Well, that's what we they think of it. I just think it was like, hey, that's pretty cool. It's faster <laughs> this way. <laughs> but, hey, look, crystal ball. <laughs> but hey, look, it's effective. Now you are a pioneer of a move, which I actually teach us. Norman's color change. Oh, <laughs> I have something with my name on it. <laughs> and it's not a pink slip. <laughs> I, I, I gotta show you a couple of moves now. <laughs> like, oh yes, this is Zhao's classic force. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Like, like in the same way that, um, what's it? Uh, like, like Fiel, his, uh, what's it called? Uh, Cerebral, Cerebral Assassin. Assassin. I yeah. think it should still be called Fiel's Triumph. Because <laughs> that's exactly what it is, right? It's a triumph routine where you mix the cards face up, face down, and they're clean. And then your kicker is they're arranged by color. True, but uh, if there's one thing I learned, if a magician or, or at least modifies or pioneers a trick and uses it as his own, well, he can, he has the chance to name it no matter what the heck he wants. At this point in time, Norm can actually name the trick and I'll actually start calling it by that name. Uh. Still on it. It's a blushy. <laughs> Don't see it. I'm grinning from ear to ear. Are, are you sure it's not the alcohol? <laughs> Could be the alcohol. <laughs> we don't condone, you know, not less than moderate <laughs> drinking. <All right. laughs> 
But yeah, it's, it's a really good color change, though. It as is. far as color changes goes, like, woo. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> I remember. I remember back in college, dude. Yeah. It, it was at a it was at a cast party. It was like, oh, David, one of the uh, one of the lead actors had a deck of cards out, and he's like, did an ambitious card routine. Oh, look, it's a card. Aha. <laughs> right, we put the card into the middle. Right. And aha, the card is now on top. Like mind blown. <laughs> <laughs> and Later was, that night, like I found a deck of cards and uh, like at home. <laughs> so I was like, how do how does this work? <laughs> Let's think about the mechanics of this. Hmm. <laughs> yeah, that's how it usually begins. <laughs> you know, a couple of days later, it's like, Dave, is this how you do it? He's like, I'm going to show you something. <laughs> <laughs> Get well, out your measuring sticks, gentlemen. <laughs> well, here's the thing. Um, recent in the recent times, I feel old for saying this. I've been teaching magic more than real, more than learning new things. Okay. Because uh, although it's it's, I wouldn't call Zhao my first student anymore, considering the fact that he's way better than I am. I'm, I have a number of students right now who are still in school. God, and David's really making us blush tonight, huh? Yeah, no. <laughs> or it could be the alcohol. <laughs> all we can do is like, it's the beginning of it all, man. It's awesome. Yeah, but... Uh, legendary knuckle. Yeah, but uh, again, those who are the beginning usually end. Well, the, well <laughs> the, um, although your ambitious card, like David's ambitious card is amazing, right? Because like it ends with a mercury fold and it pops out of like a... I can't do some of the things that David can do. Like, like yeah, you're, 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 the, the way you end your ambitious card is still something that fries so many people. Uh, yeah, I remember the, f- well, the first time I actually performed it to my family. Uh, I had my uncle. Uh, he basically, he's, an, he's a UP graduate. Not saying anything about UP graduates, but he has a very... Like uh, analytical mind. Yeah. So if he doesn't understand it, uh, it's some, there's something wrong. He has to, there always has to be an explanation. Yeah. So I knew this because when I did, um, the four, uh, the grand, grandfather's aces mm-hmm. to, uh, to him, he tried to grab my hand multiple times <laughs> because he was like, no, 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 no. As a usual heckler would go. So what I did, uh, my and finale. That's when you pull the card out of your pants. <laughs> <laughs> no, Grandpa. I can't do that. He's my uncle. <laughs> So what I did instead was my was my uh, ambitious card routine plus a uh, ring box or in this case a box of gum, and yeah. uh, it turned out afterwards of course uh, I when I I made him hold that box the whole mm. time he did not know what was inside what I did beforehand I pulled out a piece of gum from inside and I asked would you like some gum no 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 I can't because he was diabetic so I okay. asked him to hold it. And said, hold it, hold on to me for a while. All right, just keep it safe for me. Then it was amazing that he didn't open it. <laughs> His curiosity didn't get better. Him. I'm guessing it was because he was too focused on my hands. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. I did the whole routine. Then finally, when I, I said, oh, Tito, can you hand me something? Can you hand me that? Why? Because uh, the card that you chose, the one you signed, it's not there. It's in this box. No, 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 no. It was in my hand the whole time. That's impossible. I showed it to him. Like, no, David, you have to, you have to explain to me. No, you have to tell me. No, no, no. Don't say anything. Just tell me how. To. <laughs> so, that's the thing about uh, what's it? Like, that's the thing about uh, about sleight of hand. Yeah. Um, like ninety percent of the work is focus. Yeah. Right. So it's like, wow. And that, that's that's the beautiful thing about it. Like everybody that's listening to this podcast now, like we are telling you that ninety percent of the magic and sleight of hand is the magician managing your focus. Mm-hmm. But the next time you're in front of the magician, you're going to focus exactly where he wants you to focus. 
you wouldn't be much of a magician if you didn't weren't able to do at least that, dude. Yeah, <laughs> totally <laughs> well, not much of like, a magician. It's like the pen and teller. <laughs> it's like that pen and teller thing. Um, they 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 have this one effect where uh, the first one of the first things they do is they show the audience a palm. Mm-hmm. Like everybody in, um, I, I think everybody that has ever read any sort of book on magic knows what a palm is, right? Yeah. Like you keep the card in your hand, etc., and, mm. and that's the first thing they do. They reveal this is what a palm looks like, and not five minutes later, yeah. they do something that involves a palm, and, and it still plays big, <laughs> because like they can't connect, mm. they can't connect it, right? Like <clears throat> the more yeah. illogical it seems, the better the effect. It's similar to how they did the the cups and balls. Yeah, yeah. But, 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 I, I don't know. The, the thing about Penn and Teller's cups cups and balls um, routine, I think, that makes it more magical is it's more of a more of a display of skill, mm. right? Where that um, where the the one that involves palming mm. is is still a moment of magic because you, they they still lose the card. And like it ends with um, the card being impaled in Teller's hand. Mm. Nice. And that's that's obviously a palm. Mm. But like it still plays really big, even though they revealed the uh, even though they revealed one of the more integral moves. Mm. And it's because of focus, mm. like where the focus is. Yeah. Uh, well, uh, what the the term is uh, misdirection. That's always been present in almost any magic trick. Uh, it's a key uh, element. <laughs> yeah, because without misdirection, I, I've actually I actually do this for for people just to show them what it means to be misdirected. Uh, it just goes to show that without misdirection, it's it's essentially stupid to do any sort of move because yeah, yeah. it's you can see everything if you know exactly where to see or where exactly where to look. But that's the point. We do, we make sure that they don't see that. We make sure that they don't look there. We look. We they look exactly where we want them to look. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's 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 it. And and I find it so amazing that like we can tell everybody exactly what, um, exactly what like the magic is. Mm. Not necessarily revealing the moves, but like talking about uh, focus management, audience management, focus management, misdirection. Like you can talk about all of that. And even with the audience cognizant of it, they are still going to be misdirected. Yeah. Uh, for any of you who want to, to try, look for Jao. <laughs> and let's see if you can catch him. Please do. I, I'm willing. He's <laughs> totally going to catch me now. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Ignore everything that he does. <laughs> I'm willing to wager money. If you can catch Joe, you'll get people and like Joe, drinking Adderall remember, right in front of on, you. <laughs> your honor's on the line. <laughs> That's when you start doing something like absolutely clean, <laughs> something that has like absolutely no sleight of hand, like a self-working, <laughs> a trick that you can pick out of like a book, <laughs> a remember beginner I magic s- book. <laughs> self-working. I remember when I started out, I couldn't get a self-working trick to work right. <laughs> it's like, how could you mess this up? Yeah, that's, that's what it's called. No, self work. I totally forgot. Like, yeah, self working tricks. Uh, the the ultimate out. <laughs> hey, you still remember the main self working trick I used, and pretty much everybody adopted was the uh, was the uh, I won't touch the deck anymore. You do all the magic. Oh, the weird like your your weird four A's production. Yeah, yeah. It's totally it works up to now. No matter who you do it to, everybody's like, <gasps> oh no, you're a magician now. <laughs> <laughs> 
yeah. That's a fine line. You're a magician now. Oh, congrats. Keep the deck of cards. Hell no. That's 150 bucks right now. No. Uh, although sometimes, um, like, like sometimes when it comes to a certain effect, I don't mind, like, letting the audience know how I do the, how, how I do the trick. Because part of the, uh, part of the spectacle is pulling off, like, the cleanest bottom deal. Ah. Like, like, I really don't mind showing people what a bottom deal is. Because one, it can help them if they're in, like, games yeah, or whatever. Like, um, and at the same time, it just feels so nice. You're like, hmm. Mm. Showing off in there's, the worst ways. This actually, this one, I'm not sure if you remember, you were the one who gave me that video of this guy who was showing all the uh, card sharps or basically the cheating moves for magic. Yeah. And now you're acting exactly like him. Look how, look where their professionalism is going now. You're actually using magic to teach people that uh, cheating is bad. Yeah, dude, come on. <laughs> you know, law student. <laughs> Ain't no sleight of hand there. <laughs> yeah, dude, like, well, that, because that's the most recent move that I quote unquote mastered, right? Like a bottom deal. Oh my god. Wait, considering the fact that you are now working to be a lawyer, how has magic helped you in that field? Uh, it, it helps relieve the stress. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking that Patter probably would have made an uh, impact on how you're able to defend a person by misdirecting the uh, the jury to seeing the, all the evil things. You don't have a jury system in the Philippines, you see. I would have thought that uh, being in law school would have changed your Patter, though. How so? I don't know. It becomes more argument-based. <laughs> <laughs> That's what you should never do, though. You should never, like... Well, the, 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 the thing that's... um. The thing that's weird about law school in relation to me as a person is I come from like the background of like theater, um, like a lot of improv, sleight of hand. A lot of this is like you're supposed to agree with the person. You're supposed to agree with your partner. You're supposed to agree with the audience when you're coming to like patter or whatever. You're supposed to be open and receptive. Whereas when you are in, uh, when you are in litigation, you're supposed to say no. <laughs> like you are incorrect counsel with all due respect, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> like, like you're supposed to, you're supposed to show, uh, you're supposed to show like a white index card and say, this is black, your honor. Like, yeah. With all conviction. Yeah, with all conviction. Well, I, I guess as a magician, um, it, it can help in so far as when you're a magician, you're lying to a person's face and doing it like with a straight face, right? <laughs> this is where the magic happens. Well, there could be a, a connection to that. Again, uh, the only difference I, I see so far is the fact that uh, this time, you're lying to multiple people's faces <laughs> and actually being paid money for it. <laughs> That's exactly what a magician does. <laughs> <laughs> but hey, at least this one, they pay you big bucks. Well, David Blaine. Yeah. You, you saw his show when he came to the Philippines, huh? He, he became better. Uh, he's still a bit more like a drone. He can be, but he became better. Because, uh, okay. I, I can now actually respect the fact that he is one of the best technicians. He has really good hand manipulation skills. I would actually pay to chop off his hands and connect them to mine. <laughs> but in terms of patter, oh, he couldn't man. defend himself to save his life, no matter what he does. Yeah, he, well, he, he's that type of magician, though. Because, like, there's this... Like, like, TV magicians. I find it weird that the popular TV magicians, so that would be, like, Chris Angel mm-hmm. and David Blaine, amazing technicians, like... 
like some of the most amazing, like some of the some of the uh, some of the cleanest top changes and stuff I've I've seen from David Blaine. Mm. Um, but his patter leaves and much so to be desired. This is well, he's been a watch. <laughs> well, he's been Nothing used under to my sleeves. <laughs> like Chris Angel is the same way. <laughs> yeah, I, I guess they, the they're wild. used to staring at the audience down. Like, I don't need misdirection because I'm gonna stare at you until you feel creepy enough <laughs> to just stare at me back. <laughs> Although I, I think it was um, it it might have been it might have been Penn and Teller or Jay Sankey um, that that talked about the revolution in close up magic. Where, uh, like, if you look at the evolution of magic through the years, um, it started out as, like, a stage thing, right? Like, in the earliest of early days, it was this guy on a table, like, doing the cups and balls or producing eggs while they were pickpocketed. Yeah. Um, and there was then, actually a documentary on that. Yeah, right? Uh, French. Like, some of the earliest magicians were yeah, French. We, well, the Egyptians, fine, but, you know. Basically, these guys were... But these guys weren't focused on magic alone. They were, like... Uh, they were cheats. Not only that, <laughs> they were the guys who had like uh, they came along with uh, more of a freak show. Yeah, so they had yeah. a lot of people with them to help entertain, and they usually entertained in bars. Yeah, it was only during the recent uh, recent times when magic became a lot more focused. I would say. Well, um, well, what, what, uh, what I was going for was um, it started out with the magician, like the focus was on the magician and. And through the years, it became more and more towards um, the magician that the focus was, uh, where the focus was, right? So you have like guys like David Copperfield, mm. who are like extremely flamboyant, you know, Penn and Teller. It's all about the magician, the magician, the magician. Mm. And um, in the late 90s, early 2000s, with David Blaine's first magic, um, with his first street, street magic. magic thing, uh, all of a sudden, the focus of the magic wasn't the magician. But the audience mm-hmm. was basically their reaction. Yeah. How amazing it was, how impossible it was. Yeah. yeah. So it, it, the, the, the focus is no longer on the magician, which is why it is excusable that David Blaine has some of the worst patter I've ever heard. True. But considering that, uh, oh, what about, it were, it's okay. I think if it were in a, in a TV setting, but now he's been doing like stage things. Ah, uh, uh, yeah, yeah. yeah, he yeah was, who he do was you in the think middle of the stage. From this? Of course, uh, the the interesting thing about that that performance he did was the whole front row was were all magicians, mm. and um, <laughs> I didn't know if they were there to actually uh, watch a good magician perform or to scrutinize the heck out of him because of how he was doing. I, I guess though, at least the magician's code are still there, but probably at the same both. time better be. <laughs> Never uh, throw a magician under the bus, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Especially in an event that big. <laughs> <laughs> I know what you're doing. <laughs> Show me your left hand. <laughs> yeah, and uh, although it was pretty interesting, because the I would say the best magician in that group wasn't David Blaine. He actually brought in others to do it, and a number of them did it. Did pure skill things. Like there's this one guy who did. Rubik's Cube magic. Ooh. Imagine uh, he got a Rubik's Cube, got somebody to scramble it completely. And he pulled the rabbit out of so, it? So, <laughs> no, uh, he showed that apparently you, there are how many combinations of it. And he was able to, he had another Rubik's Cube that was scrambled. He put it, he put it back together. But what would be harder was copying an already scrambled Rubik's Cube. 
Oh. So right down to the... First of all, he copied it. Then what he did, he put these two Rubik's Cube, one in each hand, put them out of his line of sight. Then he solved And he solved both of them with two hands at the same time. Oh. Is this like... But that, that's, that's another thing, that's another thing that David Blaine does, and I'm not sure if that's considered like sleight of hand, or if it's considered magic per se, but like the, the pure skill. Mm. Like that, that, that seems more akin to magic's roots as being part of like the traveling circus. Yeah, true. Yeah. I guess yeah. it's still a part of magic in a sense that magic is something that amazes or brings wonder to people. And in this case, uh, there's been multiple versions of it. That's one. Another one is again, uh, if we, we mentioned this a while ago, uh, thief magic or, uh, magic mm, that involves yeah, stealing. Yeah. The greatest, uh, thief magic, uh, magician in the world, uh, can, li- is well known to literally steal the belt off your waist and the tie off your neck. And, yeah. And, uh, he's really, really good. And he does it in, as long as he doesn't, uh, he does it in entertainment to people. It's okay. But if you do it in real life. <laughs> Well, uh, yeah, and, and you better not be stealing ties. And the thing is, he, he <laughs> actually life. goes to the point of explaining that the first thing he does is, and everything is first tells, "I am a thief. I'm going to steal stuff off you," and still he never gets caught. <laughs> yeah, again, it's 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 good like focus. Mm. It's good focus. Like even even when you're watching it on TV, right? Like like he can scrutinize the whole thing. He does it in plain view. Yeah. You know? It's sort of like that. It's sort of like that thing with um when when, uh like in those documentaries where they have you do some weird math problem mm. and like you see a you see a gorilla walk by in the background or something, but like you never notice the gorilla because you're too busy For- trying to figure out the math problem. Yeah, it's about um I guess uh telling the people what to anticipate, and then countering that anticipation. Well, the incredible thing is. Their anticipation is still focused on something that they know what's going to happen, but they still don't catch it. Yeah. I would say that would hallmark one of the one of a better magicians like Penn and Teller. They tell you exactly how what they're going to do, and you still don't get how they did it. You know that they did it. You know that they how it's done. You just never catch them actually doing it. You're talking about the cups and balls. Uh, not no, not just that. As you mentioned, the palm. They showed how it was done. That there was an actual ver- way to palm the card. And yet, uh, the action of doing it, they didn't catch that action. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is incredible because that only means one thing: your skill outstrips their their uh, ability to comprehend the mm. the act itself. Yeah. Well, I guess I guess there's um going back to Penn and Teller's palm palm thing. Um, I I guess what makes it what makes it different is they showed the palm. They didn't show how to get into palm. Ah. Well, or at least they didn't call attention to how to get into palm. True, but uh, as an audience member, the first thing I would do was, okay, they they said they're going to use a trick that involves this thing called the palm. So all I have to do is to watch that hand and see at which point in time will a card, even just for the slightest moment, have contact with that hand. Okay. And despite that... They still never got caught. <laughs> if you can cover your palm well enough, like, yeah. <laughs> like a... <laughs> oh, man. Uh, dude, your palm is impressive. <laughs> oh. I can't do palm... I can't do a palm to save my life. I know, I've tried. The only I can't t- do coin magic to save my life. The only time I use I a palm... <laughs> dude, I only know very few tricks in that. And still the, better than I do. I, <laughs> All I can do is a coin roll and a French drop. <laughs> I can't even do the coin roll. But the thing is, uh, the only time I use a palm 
It's when I'm practicing for when I'm doing magic to kids. That's because you don't really notice. <laughs> it's all about the swag, dude. It's all about it's all about the confidence, you know. Like like my palm, admittedly, is kind of messy. Like when I use the when I palm in like regular performance, it is it it, it is never as clean as when I palm when I show you like, hey, check out my one hand top palm, you know. Yeah. Like it, it is always so much dirtier in actual performance, but it's all about the swag. Like don't. Don't feel awkward. If you don't feel awkward about your palm, you're uh, fine. If you drop your hand to your, if you drop your hand to the right, you're fine. I kind of get that because I'm pretty sure uh, all of us have experienced a time when we know we royally screwed up a trick, and, and then you pull out the invisible deck. No, not just that. Um, <laughs> we're able to save it, and the people think, "Oh, it is impressive," but deep inside, we're like, "They did not catch that." <laughs> Deep inside, I'm like, well, that's one trick I can't use anymore. <laughs> they know what to watch out for. Although, like, there was there was this one time mm. where um, where uh, the, the luckiest thing in the world happened, right? Um, because like I had a, I had a prediction, mm. and, and and we know how the prediction is going to is going to work out. But then um, I had two people, and this was a totally separate trick. Mm. I had them, um, I had them, like, pick out two cards. Like, not, 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 not pick a card, but like, like, just say one out loud. Right? So, my prediction was a seven of diamonds. And somebody picked out, an, uh, somebody picked out, like, an ace of diamonds or queen of diamonds or something. And somebody else picked out a seven of hearts. <laughs> so, I was like, okay, right. Um, before we continue, we have two elements here. We have a heart. And we have we have a diamond, and we have a seven. <laughs> yeah. Like, so so I pull out the card box, and there's like a prediction there: seven of diamonds. <laughs> Very nice. Nice. I I remember there's a similar incident. I'm I think it, I'm I'm not sure if it was you. I think it was you uh, who did the same thing. Uh, when we uh, remember the two uh, the slide trick, right? And basically, you put the you there are two people. You get one to pick a card, put it back in the deck, and then you get another person to pick out two cards, and then you basically throw the whole deck, and it leaves the one card they chose sandwich in the middle. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So, uh, wh- yeah. So, uh, what happens was uh, you showed you asked somebody to pick a card, and then. You sh- ask the other person, hey, can you take a look at this? Uh, can- All right, name a card, any card you want. They name a card, and it's like, <gasps> and I see, and this and this other person lit up, and apparently, without seeing the card, this person named that card, and you're like, okay, I'm done. <laughs> That's one of the most amazing things. Like, like there was this one time, um, I just had somebody like pick a card, you know, and as part of part of the regular pattern was, yeah. yeah so it, it could be any card. It could be like an ace of spades for mm. all I care. And then like that person was like, <gasps> was like, how did you know? <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, I'm a magician. <laughs> <laughs> and this is related to like that episode of, um, this is related to Bodega Knight's episode where we uh, realized that a lot of Norm's life is based on luck. <laughs> how so? How so? I was, um, yeah, it, it, just listen to that. Listen back to that episode, and um, as I understand it, uh, one of the most effective color changes you've used mm. is based on Norm's luck. <laughs> Horrible! I really love that color change, though. Yeah, like the Erdenes. 
The Udinese color change. Ah, it's always one of the best. Uh, even when I do the, um, uh, the eagle, the eagle slip, mm. uh, it's, it's still not as, although it's dramatic for a chance. This one is more dramatic since you showcase the card and leave no room for doubt. Mm. So yeah, it's, uh, there's still a chance that you can slip up during the, uh, sorry for the pun, slip up during the ego slip. Right. <laughs> but, uh, Norm's color change. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's just, uh, you know, it, it makes sure that no matter who you are, you're just going to say, oh, wait a minute, that was exactly, that, no, there's a way, not, no. <laughs> the, the thing about, um, the, the thing about the ego slip, mm. well, the thing about, uh, Daniel Garcia's magic in general mm. is, um, like, I, I really like Daniel Garcia's magic because he's like pure sleight of hand, you know, mm. um, a lot of this stuff, uh, a, a lot of things that look as impressive are usually gimmicked, mm-hmm. right? But like with Daniel Garcia, it's pure sleight of hand, and he has all sorts of weird, creative like mm. moves. But they're just so impractical. And imp- like they're really hard to learn and really impractical. But like some of the most impressive things, and like if he can, if, if he can get it right, sometimes some of the most useful. Yeah, that's a pro- although again. That's if you can get them right. <laughs> I have all three videos, and I I've only what le- managed to learn two. Mm. That's the ego slip, and uh, the pistol, the paper pistol. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's about it. Uh, the rest is just you know I can't. It's really I don't know. Well, he has this he has this one move that involves um that involves the card box. Okay. Like the way um the way the card box is shaped or something. Mm-hmm. And it's like a it's it's like a steel or I can't remember what it was. Mm. Steel a put uh, or like a palm or something. It's it's, it's really good. Like fairly easy. Mm. Really risky. Tried it once. Amazing. There the one that impressed me of, that he did was the one on the pool table. The one where he uh the transposition of the card into a place where it was impossible to be from somewhere in the deck. Huh. Mm. Okay. Yeah. 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 yeah I, and uh, the worst part is it takes pure skill in an airless environment to actually work. <laughs> it has to be pointed out an airless environment. Yeah, because just one gust of wind and Somebody you, you're breathes. blown. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Inhales too deeply. Gone. But yeah, like, but then I, I don't know, man. Like, oh, there, Daniel Garcia has some of the best patter I have ever heard. Oh. <laughs> yeah, he, he he acted. He acts all street smart, and the thing is, he, it's something. It's actually the patter you'd expect from a pickup artist. Yeah, yeah. More than a magician, but he does it so well that it actually jives with how he dresses, his personality. Right. <laughs> it's it's amazing. Well, he has this. Um, he has this. He has this series of videos with, or no, he has a gaff deck with Wayne Houchin or Wayne Houchin. Uh, I think so. Yeah. Yeah, they're they're gaff deck. Like some of the some of the stuff that he came up with there, amazing as well. Uh, like what? Um, like I, I did a, I have like a what's it? I have a variation on it where it's like a two card selection and you combine the two cards together. And so, then I said, literally combine the yeah. Two well, cards. it's it's a gaff, right? Oh yeah. But like and and I and and I have that that I have a, a variation on it where like you take two cards, you combine the two cards. Well, it's, it's two cards are selected, mm. uh, and then 
like you put the audience under the like oh, fine uh one card is selected but then there are actually two selections by two different audience members it's kind of weird it's it's, yeah. it's it's the pattern and um the the line is you can't figure out which one you want let's just have both <laughs> <laughs> I, I think oh my goodness uh and then the kicker is then you then he splits the two cards and like here you go like it's <laughs> It's an amazing effect, and like if y'all have uh, so the I'm cash, I'm pretty sure it's a very visual. Effect. Yeah. Oh my goodness! Otherwise, if it were, it, because if it were like a hidden effect, you could probably make out make it out. But if you make it extremely visual, that yeah. would that would shock the audience. That's another thing that I love about Daniel Garcia's work. It is so visual. Yeah. He's uh he always made it sh- made made a show out of even the simplest trick. Mm. Uh, however, he tends, I would say, he tends to overcomplicate things. Uh, although I, I'm not saying that's not ineffective because it's really effective. It's just, you, even if he placed, he placed it in three videos and you still can't even, it'll take you, what, a year of doing that trick nonstop just to be able to do, perfectly do it or replicate it. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, what can we do? It's <laughs> practice. Exactly. Practice. <laughs> yeah. Long, practice, long practice, life. and nothing but. But then on the other hand, you have Jay Sankey. There is that. Yeah. Sorry, I just want to talk about Jay Sankey, man. That guy's Dude, a hero. He's like your he's like your idol, man. <laughs> like, yeah, he can be. Oh, you know, if if Daniel Garcia has one of the best patterns, Jay Sankey definitely has one of the greatest patterns as well. Well, I, I guess it depends. Like, <laughs> like style uh, of pattern. Yeah, well, it depends on your audience, man. Because like. Some people don't respond well to, you know, to that sort of hyperactive, yeah. kind of goofy... ADHD. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But if you're supposed to make your audience feel comfortable, then I, I guess Jay Sankey is really good at doing that. Uh, Disclaimer, yeah. though. Uh, I have nothing against people with ADHD. I have ADHD. So I'm just saying this because I understand how he acts. But yeah, so he has like... Um, and he has some of the uh, some of the most iconic, like standard tricks mm. that 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 you can use, um, like back in time, dude. That's like my my go to trick <laughs> of all time, and man. effective like, to all to time. anyone, dude. That's it's awesome. And like um, uh, he did uh, what, what was the name of that 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 effect with uh, he did an effect with that 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 was used by David Copperfield, um. What was what was that effect? Uh, David Copperfield did card magic. He does. Yeah, dude. David Copperfield did a Jay Sankey trick. Um, uh, the a deck of cards ends up inside a balloon. I've never heard of David Copperfield doing this before. So, uh, remind refresh my memory. It, uh, it, it was a well. It, it it was very stagey, you know. Uh, yeah, it was very stagey. Um, Audience member selects uh, selects a card. Mm. Um, then uh, magician puts the deck of cards inside the balloon, mm-hmm. blows the uh, blows into the balloon, and then pulls the card out of the balloon. So pulls the selection out of the balloon while it's inflated. Yeah, while it's inflated. Oh, that's awesome. That is a Jay Sankey effect, and it was used by uh, David Copperfield. Um, it was used by Chris Angel. <laughs> like, like, yeah. Well, in terms of originality, I mean, 
people pioneer things and people always copy things. I mean, I guess in a sense, magic is somewhat like martial arts. There's no, there's a very limited amount of originality. Mm, it's yeah. more of us copying the, and innovating what already exists. But I, I will argue though that, uh, Daniel Garcia mm. and Jay Sankey are two, they, they still manage to come up with like original stuff. Yeah. Definitely, because, I mean, I guess if we actually went down their road, wherein magic purely became our lives, we'd probably innovate a lot of incredible things as well. Mm, yeah. I don't know, though. Like, me personally, mm. when it comes to, when it comes to, like, magic and magic theory, uh, the way that I, the way that I construct tricks, uh, not so much, like, from, the like like from a purely original it doesn't come from a purely original place mm -hmm. like i i still always fall back to the fundamentals mm. you know like um pull an obscure move but at the end of the day like i'm terrible at making up new slights uh true and that's that's something that uh that's something that daniel garcia is so good at like coming up with these weird new slides, like that ego slip that he does, um, that effect fallen, mm. absolutely original, you know. <laughs> I guess, uh, I guess if you're inspired, I can't really call it. I can't really say inspiration because I mean we still love doing magic. I can't, we can't deny that. Uh, I guess it's being wanting to take things to the next level. Yeah, uh, that. Probably pushes some magicians to do better and better. Mm. On to Houdini. <laughs> well, <laughs> I, here's the thing. I don't. Although Houdini is uh, again con considering your argument on whether or not uh, things magic. like thief magic, escape magic is magic. Mm. Uh, would it be proper to call Houdini a magician? Um, or an escape artist? Or an escape artist? Well, yeah, I, I guess. He did magic. Because he well he he, he also did like. Um, he also did do sleight of hand, yeah. right? But it was sort of, it, he, he was sort of the, the Chris Angel of his day mm. where like, yeah, he did do sleight of hand, but he was more known for, escape yeah, escaping from like a straight jacket while being hung upside down in a barrel that was about to burn down, you know, like, mm. like that was, uh, that was Houdini, but he, he was known to have, um, to have done his fair share of like, magic you know mm. or like pure sleight of hand so um i i guess that's sort of where it became associated because it it, it is in in a sense doing the impossible mm. yeah um yeah man that's uh we can go on about this for yeah days. we can talk about that <laughs> yeah, dude. oh we can talk about ed marlowe oh my god ed marlowe <laughs> He's dude. the reason that I wanted. He's the reason that I wanted to be like a, a card magician, dude. Because like, dude, my idol, Tommy Wonder. <laughs> he's pretty much all most of my most amazing tricks came from this guy. And uh, I mean, we could name name drop magicians as we go along, and uh, we won't stop. <laughs> yeah. You know, I could name uh, Tommy Wonder. Uh, I could name uh, again. We can go for it, like Jay Sankey, uh, Jao Chenza, hey, uh, David McPhil. <laughs> No man, don't 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 put me there. No. <laughs> because I I I merely copy. I I do what they do, but like, um, what what's it? There was a like 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 with back in time, mm -hmm. 
um, the, I, I guess the way that I do magic is, um, if you look at back in time, right? If, if you look at the, uh, the, 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 the pattern of it, right? You're, you're like going back in time and whatever. Mm. Um, like what, what I did with that trick was I deconstructed it mm. in the sense that, right? So these are the core set of moves mm-hmm. and these are the, uh, these are the, like important uh lines like the the important pieces of pattern that just absolutely have to be there mm. and um and from there uh sort of put it back together in a way that suits my style for um the present day or mm. whatever like the important piece of pattern is remember this moment mm. right mm-hmm. um but it isn't necessarily the line remember this moment so much as it is the act of remembering the moment mm. so what i do when i perform back in time now is i say take a picture uh <laughs> instagram this yeah instagram this <laughs> i'm gonna do that now <laughs> next time i perform back in time right we're gonna instagram this <laughs> take a selfie so with there's like, undeniable <laughs> proof right here <laughs> the whole world knows <laughs> yeah <laughs> like that's um that that's a totally different like discussion altogether. The, Dude, it, like like routining, the theory of routining. Just like, we're not we're not gonna talk about comic books. Now. We're just gonna be talking about magic. Just gave me an idea for a trick. I, I'll tell you about it. Okay. Dude, it's gonna be amazing because it takes this trick to the next level. Uh-huh. It also involves a picture, and okay. uh, basically, uh, it's a card production where one card comes out, a uh, chosen card I hope so. in the picture in the picture. Mm. I think I've, you've done this before, or at least you've seen this before. But imagine everyone else knowing this except the person who actually did it, uh, who I did it to, until the last moment. Mm. Okay, sounds interesting. Later, we'll talk about this in detail. <laughs> <laughs> well, see, yeah. inspiration just by talking about magic. Yeah, dude, I wanna before you head back to Manila. Let's take like a video and like. Yeah. Submit it or something. Yeah, I mean, because like, you know, I don't have time to produce an actual video. Let's like submit it to one of those like magic sites and see if we can get a deal. Yeah. <laughs> Five dollars. We're going to have to come up with something clearly different, dude, because, uh, modification on the new trick isn't good. No, no, no. It's, it's possible, but, um, it's best if you make a trick that, uh, nobody's ever done before. No, it's not really, but, Something noteworthy. At least even if it's a variation of a trick, it's something that everybody will like. Oh my goodness, it's something that I've never thought of before or something like that. Yeah, yeah. Doesn't, yeah. Uh, doesn't, That's the challenge. Yeah, I mean, even if they say they know this move. Oh, I know how to do uh, this lift or whatnot. And they say, I never thought of this as an application for this. Okay, yeah. 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 So, so say like the Chicago opener. Yeah. How, uh, how the Chicago opener uses the same move as an ambitious card, yeah. and et cetera, but then it's used in a totally different way. Exactly. Mm, yeah. Well, considering... Uh, we can be able to do this within a span of time, definitely. <laughs> because I have this, I have this effect um, that involves uh, removing a pip and the pip coming like visually getting back on the yeah. card. Um, yeah, we should totally film that. <laughs> <laughs> Why not? Yeah. Uh, <sighs> my God. <sighs> I remember AV, AG was uh, trying to get into magic before. Oh yeah, yeah. Like, oh, but, but his but his hands get really sweaty. So I was like, he's frustrated magician. 
Yeah. What's it is good though. Um, like like AG, I'm sure could do like those those self working tricks. Yeah, because yeah, his patter is really really good. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, if there's one thing I learned, uh, in magic, uh, once you start down that road, no matter how many times you say you quit or you don't do anything, there's things that still is retained. My brother, for example, he only did magic for around what three months, and he can still do the most amazing fans I could ever see. I mean, he does this one hand fan, uh, similar, and then he does another one. So he's similar to the S, S fan. Yeah. Yeah. But then afterwards, his, his final is he can actually make a full fan, a full circular. He transfers it to his right hand. Okay. So he, he hasn't touched a deck in a while. Then when I give it to him, he starts fanning and I'm like, okay, I'm sorry. I can't do that. <laughs> Yeah, when you get yeah. that deck in your hand, no matter who you are, no matter how long you have it, you're still gonna start, you know, moving your fingers in ways that you remember. It doesn't. You don't have to remember directly. Your hands need to do the memorizing. What's it? Um, I, I guess like with with you know, like you haven't you haven't uh you haven't picked up a deck of cards in a while. I would assume years, <laughs> but yeah. you can still do a splat production like nobody's business. I think so. Yeah. <laughs> God, that, oh man, that uh, that, many, that move, man! I have broken so many cards. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, no, I've had that complaint with so many former magicians as well. For example, uh, there's this one uh, person. His name's Mario Gamboa. He had a, uh, he doesn't do magic anymore. Although considering his size, he's re- he's quite short mm-hmm. and he's really thin, and he can still do the one hand shuffle without an issue. And it's like, dude, I can't do that. And he's like, dude, it's easy. Just remember, you're gonna cut your fingers up so badly for next for next couple of months. You're gonna uh, you're gonna probably bend some a finger out of place in a while. So- oh, yeah. When I um when I learned how to do a one hand shuffle, dude, like my left hand was sore for like a week, <laughs> <laughs> like stretching. Ah. Oh! I mean, I've been I've been trying to do it for a long time, not consistently, but every once in a while, I'm like, I'll try to do this, and I still can't. <laughs> How's your pharaoh? My pharaoh is good if I have a new deck. Okay. But if I have an old one, like, or a plastic one, so then it's gonna be tough beat luck. <laughs> well, the thing with, um, the, because, because the thing with the one hand shuffle is if you can do a pharaoh, it's the same sort of, uh, it's the same sort of movement. Dude, first of all, uh, I can do a pharaoh. It takes a while, but I can do a pharaoh. While some people, like, uh, Mr. Tienza, can do a pharaoh in less than a second. Well, yes, I've actually counted. <laughs> Before you combine cards, like, okay, he's about to do a pharaoh. Less than a second. <laughs> What's it? It's, uh, well, the thing I noticed about a deck of cards is the more you do something with a deck of cards, the easier it's going to be to do it. True. So, like, um, if you're, if you're doing a lot of, if you're doing a lot of false dealing, for example, like, the cards will, um, adapt to it mm. in, 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 yeah, like like it'll bevel in the way that makes it easier for you to to naturally go into that position. Yeah, but it yeah. takes. Wh- I mean, like for the audience members, just for you to understand how hard it is, we do these. The pharaoh is a shuffle, wherein one card is perfectly on top of each other when you shuffle the cards in. So it's one, 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 not a chunk and chunk. Now please do try to shuffle, and let's see if you can do it, because. There's only one magician I know of who can actually shuffle, do a pharaoh on the table perfectly. Uh, it's not easy. It takes a, wa- a long time of practice. And, and uh, up to cards. now, despite the fact that we're not even doing magic full time, we still practice. We have to. 
Uh, what's it has a tabled pharaoh as well? Uh, well, it, it isn't like a it isn't like a proper riffle shuffle. No, it's uh, it's a riffle. It's a casino style riffle shuffle. So basically, it's the one where yeah, you yeah. you make a triangle with your fing- with your fingers that, and then you shuffle the cards that way instead of the one where you actually have to bend and shuffle using uh, the middle finger only and the thumb. Yeah, yeah. Uh, like, what, what's it? Um, Dan and Dave though they have like a they have a a tabled pharaoh which looks really good as well. Uh, it isn't um, it isn't like a proper riffle, mm. but it is, it is a tabled pharaoh shuffle. It's and a, I'm, it's a perfect pharaoh. Yeah, it's a perfect pharaoh. I'm trying to learn how to do it now, but you know, gotta learn that bottom deal first. Yeah, bottom deal, uh, bottom deal, second deal, and uh, middle deal. Uh, <laughs> middle deal. If you can, I'm pretty sure you the uh, you guys know exactly what it means when you say bottom deal, middle deal, and the uh, second deal. You can already guess that. Yeah. Now try doing it without getting caught. <laughs> <laughs> well, there was um, what's it? There's this other like insane deal that um is absolutely impractical. Well, no, it's not impractical if you're if you're a cheat, like if if you're doing card cheating and stuff. Um, but like I'm never gonna use it, and I will never learn it. But have you heard of the Greek deal? No. That is a second deal from the bottom. I would say that would be effective in a game of blackjack, wherein you have to actually put a card underneath to make sh- make sure it doesn't uh, make sure there's no bottom dealing. Yeah, yeah. Like if you're if you're uh, doing if you're doing like your due diligence, I guess, right? Like yeah. you're supposed to have a card on the bottom. That way, there's no bottom dealing. Uh, you know, that way you can't nullify the cut. Mm-hmm. Or whatever, because like, if you put a card on the bottom and like you nullify the cut, mm. you lose the card that's on the bottom. It's in the middle somewhere, mm. right? So right. There. <laughs> it gets really, really complicated. <laughs> and the thing Sometimes. is, even us as magicians, imagining how it works, it's like uh, this is gonna take another couple of months to master. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, look, look, we're, we're at about time, and we've been talking about like magic, so. Uh, next week, a couple of weeks from now, <laughs> a month, we'll talk about comics. Yeah, at some point in time. Yes. Uh, yeah. Again, that'll take a long time. <laughs> yeah, it's an entire Not a long time before it, it happens, but that'll take a long. It'll have a long conversation that one too. We need a timeline for it because we're like 2015 is going to be really packed for comic book movies. 